Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. If you've been fishing long enough, you've probably heard about Solunar tables, major, minor, they'll help you catch more fish. I looked at a few scientific articles to figure out if that's true, and we're going to talk about it. But before we get into it, Mike, how are you doing, and what are you drinking? I am very hot, but thank God I have a cold water. I'm not joining with you alcohol today, Nick. Uh, it's been busy, busy week. But what about you? How are you doing, and what are you drinking? I'm doing great. We're talking about fishing. I got a shock top here. So for those of you who are not familiar with the Solunar theory, or solar tables, what it is is basically the idea that the moon's position in relation to the earth has an effect on animal and fish movement. A lot of a lot of fishermen, a very superstitious bunch to begin with, uh, believe in this. My I didn't believe in this until I went out fishing with my grandpa, and he's like, "Oh, it's not even worth it to go out, you know, at this time. It's not a major or a minor." And I'll get into that in a sec. And so I was like. Uh, what, what the fuck is this you know farmer's almanac bullshit some wives so we tales. go out we go out fishing for a large large mouth and you know we're not catching anything and then right as the minor starts we get our or the major starts we get our first bite and then we are catching fish catching fish and then the major time ends and we stop catching fish and then after that i was like okay there might be something related to this this moon theory that the moon is controlling the fish. But Nick, we're scientists. We can't believe in coincidences. We have to verify our results. You bastard. <laughs> so, so I'll, I don't really know if I'll explain why it is that we think this, but the idea came from a guy named John Alden Knight. <laughs> Knight? In, 19, <laughs> in 1926, he wrote a book and it talked about this so lunar theory and he it was just a bunch of things that controlled the influence that influenced how animals moved about the idea was that what we call major periods which is when the the moon is directly overhead that it that's the best time that's when most animals and fish are moving and then a minor period you'll get a little movement when the moon is 90 degrees to either side of where you're at and the major periods a little bit longer than the minor period and they're probably about six hours apart from each other you have a major minor major minor throughout the day you got a couple of you got two majors two minors throughout the day so does that have an effect on fish the science says yes and no oh no oh no so the one study that i read that I think is was the most in-depth studying actual looking at the solar tables. Basically, they said that the moon does have an effect, but that effect is like summertime and the difference between summertime and wintertime. When it comes down to actual activity during the major and minor times, it didn't have an effect. I have a However, question. Yep. Are they just testing one type of animal or are they testing all types of animals? So this one, they were using... Oh, I forget the word. What's the underwater 
sound waves to detect fish movement, acoustic, uh, blanking on the term now. Sonar. Sonar, yes. So using sonar to record fish activity in a largemouth bass lake. And they didn't find any results. Now, there's been several other studies that take place, mostly the ones, and this is where I think there's might be a kernel of truth, the studies that take place in the ocean, you'll see a lot of X species responded, you know, increased activity in major times, or this species didn't have a response. Sometimes, like one, it was a shrimp species responded to it, but others didn't. And so, to me, it kind of reads as it's probably a coincidence. I would expect to see a little bit more seeing it regularly. Mm. And it could just be a few species respond to it, and and that's what we base the whole theory off of. But at least in the case of what most people use it for, most people in the United States are fishing for bass of some sort. They don't seem to respond to it. Can I... Now that... Yep. Can I throw a wrench into this possible hypothesis? I mean, it's not really an anything, but go ahead. Well, the moon heavily affects tides, both the oceans and freshwater systems. I'm wondering if if the moon is directly above, if that will affect the tide somehow. Like if it's if it's 90 degrees to the location you're fishing, I wonder if it's rougher tides because the the water's being pulled to the side so so yes and no so yes the moon and tides 100 percent have an effect but that's measured differently so a lot of it is you'll see more activity at the peak tide like before and after an incoming you know as the tide comes in as the tide goes out and then you'll see a decrease you know in in certain conditions and that was measured separately in these studies so they most species did respond to tidal movement T- you know in at high tide there was more activity because there's more you know food coming in going out more movement more ground to cover so the tides 100% have an effect on fishing that's well documented then i'm confused how how is it are they having the same tides even not during these moon periods because i imagine the moon cycle the the moon cycle would be kind of consistent which would make tides happen pretty consistently so how 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 are they not correlated i mean i don't think it's a perfectly sync like i don't think you're i'll check right now see what my high tides are in my major minor times but i don't think they're 100 percent matched up all right let's just say they're not matched up but when they do match up would that not be the peak fishing time well that would be well be you're going off the assumption that the major and minor times are peak fishing, right? Like, so high, we know the the, to, the time in between high and low tide is a great time to go fish. But what we don't know is is the where the moon is above. So, example, for today, the high tides are at 126 in the morning. And 3.25, the major times are at 2.37 in the morning to 4.37, and then 3.03 p.m. to 5 p.m. So that match up with the outgoing tide. And the minor time is at 7.23, which is an hour before low tide. 
to 823 so almost ending at low tide so that's not always your major is not always your high tides they're close I'm, I'm thinking so i guess what you're saying is that it could get could be getting lumped in with the major minor yes like yeah because like what's the old uh saying uh red sky in morning sailors take warning stretch sky at night sailors delight that holds some merit it's not always true but i imagine like this uh fish tail that i well i guess the the one thing that i and this is i don't know that much about offshore fishing some of the fish that responded to this are deeper offshore i don't really know how much the tide affects those more offshore pelagic species oh that's interesting affects species more than species that have deal with tides more i would have guessed the opposite but well it only okay so this study examined a bunch of offshore species and out of five of them only one had a slight response enough to be measurable but not enough to say with certainty that it was like we got them curious on the sonar what they're exactly looking for like are they feeding oh well that okay so these studies the deep sea fishing they were they just tried to catch fish so like jigging basically they're because it it's hard to do that set that up out there so they were just fishing recording activity throughout the day in relation to other variables everything had the same lures same you know, it's just sitting there. What about the freshwater? The freshwater was the one that had the acoustic activity, but then tides wouldn't have an effect on that. I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. Uh, what you've told me so far is it seems like there's a lot of flaws in their testing. Well, how do you? How would you test that? I would look for a sea, not an ocean. Not uh, it's a, because an ocean just too many variables. I would choose like a, let's just say the Black Sea, something a little bit more controllable, a section do a control so measure that for an x amount of period see out the cycles on that so pretty much i'm taking every log of data and i'm seeing what lines up what not looks up once i do that do the exact same thing to a different location if i get but how my question is how are you measuring activity i would look at patterns of the fish density i would look no, at no, but how are you me- like how are you measuring that well i would probably use sonar to detect the quantity of fish and then i would but think you're going to have a lot more interference in the ocean with boats and waves is the problem i think you're going to run into there whereas you can go to a quiet lake in the middle of nowhere in minnesota and easily hence why i said sea instead of ocean because i'm wondering if the salt water has an effect versus fresh water that's why i mentioned the black sea which is not connected to an ocean yeah i I think the the problem is fish are hard to track, and we don't know that much. We don't know that much about their movements. Huh, Nick? So a lot I, of things I have think, come up. Of we just don't know a lot about animals. Yeah, I think the easiest. You know, I have a friend who's doing studying uh, bass movement with trackers. So I guess if you had that tracking data, you could compare it with the major minor times and see how they move. But they're they're not like the GPS that sends coordinates. They have to go and you know, see where they're at every now, every like week or so with the radar. Mm. So the, and the, I guess it gets expensive to, you know, if you want to GPS track a fish. Yeah, that just seems very hard. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, but I, I, it is interesting on how sometimes wives' sales hold some merit and sometimes they're just full of shit. Yeah. And, and so the other thing is 
moon the moon definitely has an effect of like everyone knows don't go fishing after a full moon because the fish have been feeding all night anytime you can see a lot of that if you have a bright night you know fishing is going to be not good the next day so after all this am i a believer in the cylinder tables yes and no and this is why this is where this is my theory why did we when like when i go out with my grandpa and we catch a bunch of fish and other times i've gone out and caught fish on major times why do you do that and this is my theory is that fishing is all about just like everything else it's all about confidence if you go out thinking you're going to catch fish yeah sometimes you don't but a lot of times you do and you're going to work hard to get those fish if i go out before work and I only have an hour to fish. It's not a major or minor time. The tides aren't that great. I kind of go out knowing I'm probably not going to catch anything. And a lot of times when I go out thinking I'm not going to catch anything, I don't. So I think the confidence that people have when they go out thinking that they're going to go catch fish is what will give them that edge to catch fish. They're willing to work harder to catch fish because they think this is their window. A placebo effect think- for fishing. I think so. That's my theory, at least. I like it. It makes sense. Us humans are weird creatures. And I guess obliga- obligatory, don't don't not go fishing because it's not a major or minor time. The best time to go fishing is any time. Don't look at the, tie, the, the friggin' moon and be like, oh, well, I can't go fishing. If it's a full moon, that's another story, but... Yeah, werewolves might be out then. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. I... I believe in it enough, but I guess I don't really know what to, how that works. I'm going to say there, there may be a little truth to it. Can't tell you how much. Well, Nick, it sounds like we need to do fishing and do our own tests. Well, this is, the, this is why I'd be terrible at testing this, because you have to it was a, have a control, right? It was a so joke. here's the, my problem. No, I know, but I can't. I'd go out. And if I'm not catching fish, I just start changing things to when I caught fish. And then sure enough, I'm catching more fish than you because I know what I'm doing. And you're trying to have, do a scientific study. And then when I tell you how much better at fishing I am, you're going to be like, oh, I was just doing the control. Nick, I'm going to be honest with you. I can go fishing and not catch a damn thing. As long as I have a cold one and I'm out there and it's quiet, I'm a happy camper. Well, it'd be better if you caught fish. That's what I got you for. You do all the work, I get all the rewards. It seems like what you're doing is drinking, and what <laughs> I'm doing is fishing. A little column A, a little column B. Well, I'll drink to that. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.